Tonight, as you uh, leave, you'll have one last opportunity to give to our World Vision um, Christmas offering. All of that money goes to buy uh, chickens and goats and, and sheep and cows and, and water wells and various things like that. There'll be some folks standing at the back with their white buckets. If you want to give to the Joy Basket, of course, it is available. That will be on the back table. You just give as you leave, and that will... Uh, Everything that's given tonight will make it into the 2009 um, giving year, and you'll have credit for that. Some of you need that for your taxes. Some of you don't need that for your taxes. So uh, you can do that as you leave tonight. Um, Remember that there are no services this Sunday. There's no Celebrate Recovery Sunday night. Nothing is going on this Sunday. We want you to spend time with your families. Now, if you've been here in the last few weeks, you know that our theme verse for this whole study, he will be called, is from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. What's that last one? Prince of Peace. We're going to focus on that last one tonight. Now, when you think of Christmas, is peace the word that you think of? How many of you participate in that annual festival of peace known as Black Friday? That's the word that comes to mind when you're hanging out, right? Now, I know some of you get up at what, 2 o'clock in the morning so that you can be at at Walmart by 2 something and get in line. And and I just, I'm not going to do that. Caleb and I, the last couple of years, we've gotten up about 5.30 and we go to Lowe's. And and we were like, you know, we we were like this, the... 10th or 15th, something like that person in line. And so we're standing there at Lowe's, and I thought, well, this is, this is really calm this year. And so we were going in, and I said, all right, I'm not sure where this one thing is I want, so I'm going to go right, you go left, and we'll just meet in the middle. We both had cell phones. And so we, I, I hang a right, and I go and I find my little air compressor that I wanted. This was my Christmas gift to me. Merry Christmas. And so I find my, my uh, compressor, and so I pick it up, and I'm headed back towards where I thought Caleb was. Caleb's walking about 100 yards away, and his eyes are just huge. And I'm like, dude, what's the matter? And he said, they were throwing shop vacs. And I said, who? And he goes, everyone. They all converged on the shop vacs. It was a really good deal. We got one last year, so I'm glad I wasn't over. And he said, just chunking them, man. People are grabbing them and running. And the funny thing is, they should have gone to the compressors because there's like 10 of them. And there was 800 shop vacs. You know, by the time we circled back around, the compressors were gone. But, but peace, that's not what comes to mind, is it? If you've been to Walmart the last couple of days... Is serenity what's written on people's faces? Are their voices calm? Are their actions calm? No. This morning I was at the gas station and um, this other guy pulls up next to me on the other side of the pump. And I'm really not paying a lot of attention to the dude until he just comes around on my side of the pump. Which, you know, that pump etiquette, that's just so way violating the rules of gasoline pumpage. And he comes around and, and he's... Like real close to me, and I'm like, dude, what's up? And he squeezes in between my car and the gas pump with a lit cigarette. The peace of God was not what was going through my mind at that moment. Um, I was thinking of decking him and removing the cigarette, but I just got out of there as quick. I just couldn't believe it. And as I was finishing, he's putting out one cigarette, standing next to his pump, lighting another. I'm thinking, Jesus. He's coming to meet you today. Um, Now, according to Isaiah, Prince of Peace was one of the names that Jesus would be called. Over 700 years before the birth of Jesus, Isaiah says, Prince of Peace. 
will be one of Jesus' names. So he bursts onto the scene. And on the night of Jesus' birth, um, it probably wasn't on December 25th. That's just the day we've chosen to celebrate. It's probably in, in late fall is what we think. Because otherwise the shepherds, they're not dumb. They wouldn't have been out in the cold snow like we have tonight. But they were out watching their sheep. And all of a sudden, something happens. And an angel appears. And it says that a bright light shines. And, and do you know what happened every time in the Bible that an angel appeared? They were scared to death. And as people hit the deck, you know, they're just afraid. Peace was not what was on their mind. And I want you to see what the angel said to them. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will be, bring great joy to all people. By the way, we have a big baby's room back in the back, in the living room. And the, and the television feed is there. So if you have issues, we're not worried about it. This is Christmas Eve. We don't care. But if you are disturbed by it, then just take them out there. You can see everything. You can hear everything. And they can be as loud as they want to be. So anyway, so don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. Now, if one angel isn't enough to scare you, a vast host, and in case you don't know what that is, look what the writer says. The armies of heaven show up out there. You think somebody's going to be afraid? And they start praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. We just, we just sang that. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, Jesus was born into a time of political turmoil. The peace wasn't the word that was going on then. Mary and Joseph traveled 70 to 80 miles from their hometown in Nazareth to Bethlehem because the government told them to on something because she's about to pop. Now, ladies, if you have to travel any distance in a car when you're nine months pregnant, is peace the word that comes to mind? If you're riding on a comes to mind if you're riding on a donkey it's not going to be peaceful if you're riding in a cart or a trailer or something it is not going to be peaceful for 70 to 80 miles right but isaiah said prince of peace would be one of the names of this child when you turn on the news at night is peace what they talk about so if there wasn't peace back then and there's not peace now did isaiah miss it I don't think so. You have to understand the name, and that's what we're going to look at tonight. When Isaiah used this name, he actually used two Hebrew terms. The first word is Sar Shalom. Y'all see that? Say that with me. Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom. Two words. It's a combination here. Sar means the one in charge. Captain, Lord, Chief, General. Now, the Romans used this, and they spelled it C-Z-A-R. You've seen that word, right? Later, it was used to denote the ruler of the Roman kingdom. Caesar, as in Julius Caesar. So if someone said Caesar, was there any doubt who they were talking about? No, it's the king. It's the dude in charge. So this first term, Sar, means the one who's without question in charge. The second word is Shalom, and it means rest. It means tranquility. Where did I go? Jeff was laughing at me, so I knew I'd done something. I'm just singing in the rain and the snow, having a good time. There we go. Blue. Turquoise. Shalom means rest. 
tranquility, wholeness, completeness. So if you combine these two terms, Jesus is the Thar Shalom. He's the captain of rest. He's the Lord of tranquility. He's the chief of contentment. And here's where it gets interesting. As long as you are underneath the Sar Shalom, he grants you peace. But when you step out from underneath his authority, he's not required to give you jack. That's, that's the biblical term. So, can you live any way you want to and experience peace? No. Can you do anything that you deem possible and still experience the peace of the one who is in charge? The answer is no. Can you get a girlfriend pregnant and still experience peace? No. Can you live together before marriage and experience peace? No. Can you abuse your body with drugs and alcohol and food and whatever else you want to abuse it with and still have peace? No. Can you live like hell all during the week and show up to church occasionally and experience the peace of the Sar Shalom? The answer is no. Can you do marriage in your own power and experience the peace of God? No. Can you get into debt up to your eyeballs and experience peace? There's no way you can spend more money than you make and experience peace. It doesn't work. Anytime you try to do any aspect of life in your power, you step out from underneath the authority of the one who's in charge of peace. Only when you're under the authority of the Sar Shalom do you experience any peace. So here's what Jesus came to offer you this Christmas. If you want to be under his authority and experience his peace, there's three things you've got to look at. First of all, you've got to have peace with God. That's what Jesus came to offer was peace with God. If you don't have peace with God right now, do you know what the problem is? It's not the Sar Shalom. The problem is you have stepped out from under the authority of the Prince of Peace. Outside of that authority, you get to do life. And how's that working for you? Right? Probably not so well. And see, here's what I want you to realize. Your circumstances are not the problem. The problem is you're not underneath the authority of the one who's in charge of peace. The problem is how close are you to the Sar Shalom? Ephesians 2, 13 and 14 says, once you were far away from God, the whole reason we started our church was to reach people who are far from God. It's why we exist. But now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought what? Peace to us. You can't have peace with God in your power. Jesus offers you this peace, but it costs you your life. You exchange your life for his guarantee of power and peace. For Christ himself has brought what? Peace to us. You can't have peace with God in your power. Jesus offers you this peace, but it costs you your life. You exchange your life for his guarantee of power and peace. And the first purpose that Jesus came to give us was this peace with God. But there's a second thing. And there's, it's called the peace of God. The Bible talks about a peace that, that human minds cannot even comprehend. It goes beyond understanding. Look what Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says. Don't worry. Now, do you realize that worry is the exact opposite of peace? It says, don't worry about anything. But, so if you don't have peace, what do you do? He tells you. 
Pray about everything. Did you realize the more you pray, the less you'll panic? The more you pray, the more peace you'll have. You step back under his authority and you acknowledge that he's the one in charge of peace. And you tell him what you need. And then look what it says. With thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. Then because you belong to Jesus Christ, because you are under his authority, you're in close proximity to the Sar Shalom. Look what happens. God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and feel. Jesus offers you peace. But did you know the one away from him? He may remove the peace, his peace from you. Because that's the only way to get your attention and bring you back underneath his authority. He's the chief of contentment. Remember that. And if you're not content right now, he's not the problem. You are. You can be a child of God. You can have peace with God and not experience the peace of God because you step out from under his authority. You remember the story when back underneath his authority. He's the chief of contentment. Remember that. And if you're not content right now, he's not the problem. You are. You can be a child of God. You can have peace with God and not experience the peace of God because you step out from under his authority. You remember the story when the disciples were in the boat and and they were on the Sea of Galilee and there's this huge storm comes up. And you know where Jesus is? Asleep. How can he be asleep in this huge storm where sailors, where fishermen thought they were going to die? Because he's in charge of peace. He's snoozing. The disciples wake him up. Jesus, don't you care that we're going to drown? And their peace was not the word that was on their lips. Jesus says, why do you have so little faith? And then I want you to see what he says in Mark 4.39. He, Jesus, said unto the sea, peace, be still. And look, at, look what happens. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. Sometimes we need the Sar Shalom. To speak peace into our lives. When I'm close to God, when I'm under his authority, peace is a byproduct because I'm close to the one who's in charge of it. One other aspect of peace. He wants you to have peace with others. And here's why. Because anytime I try to reconcile any relationship with another human being, you know who I'm being like? The Sar Shalom. I was far from God. Jesus came to give you peace with God. He came to give you the peace of God. And once you receive those gifts, there's one other thing, one more other aspect of peace. He wants you to have peace with others. And here's why. Because anytime I try to reconcile any relationship with another human being, you know who I'm being like? The Sar Shalom. I was far from God. While I was an enemy, he sent Jesus Christ To give me peace. To show me how to have peace. And then he gives me the peace of God as I I learn to relate to him. And then God never blesses you just for you. God wants me to be a blessing to others. And he wants me to have peace with others. Because when I do that, I'm being like the Sar Shalom. John 13, 35. Jesus was talking to his disciples and he says, Your love for one another, we could say your peace with one another, will prove to the world... That you are my disciples. Every time I make peace with others, I'm I'm being like God. And I offer proof to the world that the Sar Shalom is real. I pray that you experience God's peace.
Joy. 